This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, more information about the show can always be found on our Facebook page. Visit and like us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. On the phone with me this morning, we're joined by singer-songwriter Regina Bell. It's our pleasure to welcome Regina Bell to Sunday Morning Magazine. Regina Bell, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great. And I have to tell you first off the bat that I am a huge fan, so I'm going to try not to fanboy out on you, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I do appreciate all of the... uh, appreciation that you have for us. All right. So let's get started. And I want to start where my audience here, where we know you from, most of all, I'm from A Whole New World, that Academy Award winning song. The song was released 28 years ago. Take us back to the studio when you recorded that song. And I don't know, was the the producers of the writers, were they in the studio with you, Tim Rice and those guys? So, Tim Rice and Alan Menken were definitely in the studio. So what was it like for you, Regina Bell, at that time to walk in the studio and work with those guys? Was it intimidating at all? And I hear that you were under the weather to boot, right? Yes. Um, Walter Afanasiev was the um, producer. And um, Peebo and I had already kind of built a relationship, so we were already kind of um, – you know, what you might call industry friends. Uh, we, we didn't hang out, you know, outside of work. But certainly, you know, seeing each other um, on the stages, uh, be it while I was singing background for the Manhattans and then, you know, as my own entity. So we had a relationship. But um, uh, in the studio that particular day, I actually had bronchitis. It was really bad. Wow. And, um I was really trying to pull myself together to get it done. So um, in terms of thinking that it was going to be this huge hit, I don't think I internalized that. Um, mm-hmm. At the time, I was actually on tour. So this was, you know, I had this opportunity, this window of opportunity to go in and do this song and get it done, but it was more or less, um, you know, it was a part of my work schedule. It's not that I didn't um, – uh, gloat at the opportunity, um, but it was a part of my regimen. I had stuff going on. I, mm-hmm. So, you know, this was like a big opportunity. I wanted to do my absolute best, and all of a sudden I get sick, but then I also got to go back on the road and, you know, uh, try to, you know, have my strength and my voice up to go back on the road. So <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on at the time. So how did you get the song, and what was it like when you walked in the studio and had to record? You had the bronchitis, and you had to record with this with um, with Tim Rice. What was that? What was going through your head then? I think probably what was going through my head was, are they going to keep my rendition? Are they mm. going to, you know, um, are they going to go with someone else because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't mm. up to boot. Um, but I drank all the tea in the entire world. <laughs> I must have had about six cups of tea so it, it, with lots of honey uh, trying to, you know, get my voice together. And thank God it really, you know, it's crazy because I listen to it now and I can't even hear it. Mm. And I know what I was going through at the time. So, you know, just it was just an amazing, an amazing time. And I'm really thankful that, you know, um, my throat endured what it, what it needed to to get me through that recording. Now, last year, you got the opportunity to perform that song on Broadway. What was that like for you? And I was watching the video, and I see 
right at the beginning when they start playing the music, you get a little emotional. You wipe away a couple of tears. What was going through your mind at that particular moment? Um, for me, you know, this is not um, – some people kind of um, – you know, they, they kind of know what they're dealing with. And, and, you know, when you live in celebrity for a number of years, I, you know, some of us kind of take it for granted. But for me to walk out on that stage 28 years later and people still have an amazing love for this song and now it's a Broadway play and all of the things that have come out of this song that people and I recorded so many years ago, I think all of that came into um, you know, it hit me all at once mm -hmm. that I was a part of something that lasted this long and was still so huge. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, you know, it was a thankfulness to Disney for the opportunity. It was a thankfulness to my record company, Columbia, who saw me worthy to be able to do this thing. And um, to it, 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 it was having um, life extended. Um, into so many homes, people that I will never, ever get a chance to meet, uh, with the exception of Through My Voice and this song. I mean, all of that kind of came into play, and I think that's what kind of brought me to tears, that, you know, a little girl from Inglewood, New Jersey, with a dream was allowed to, you know, come this far hmm. by faith and, you know, and believing that, you know, I could believe in enough in myself and believe enough in God that I could be, that I could come this far. And, and still, even with the dream, the dream never was this big, you know, because mm. I couldn't possibly dream this big. Wow. So, you know, all of that comes into play, and it's like, wow. Okay. Yeah, the tears. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. More information about the show and our guests can be found on our Facebook page. Visit us and like us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. My guest this morning is singer-songwriter Regina Bell. You know her from the Academy Award-winning theme from Aladdin, A Whole New World, the duet with Peebo Bryson. Now, Regina, you've been in the business for over three decades. What are some of the biggest changes you've seen in the industry since you made your debut in 1987 with the album All By Myself, which, by the way, I had? What are your insights there, Regina? Wow. Well, we've changed from, what, four? It's been four different mediums of record sales now from mm -hmm. albums, LPs, uh, 45s, uh, CDs, um, tapes, mm -hmm. and now downloads. So, I mean, you know, you got, I, I've been here through all of that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I mean, just let's, we, you know, I, I think, I think the only thing I really missed in terms of huge popularity was the eight track. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, a lot of things have changed, you know, now with independent record labels, with the internet, you're able to really, really put out your own material and do quite well, you know, um, uh, without the, the, the help of a record company. Um, the record companies now don't monopolize uh, the only way to effectively and successfully put records out. So I don't know. Neo Soul has really taken a huge leap um, with artists like her. And, you know, so hearing these different types of uh, genres of music that are able to um, express themselves and, and just seeing the differences from, uh, let's say, Motown, Stax, to Columbia, to 
uh, Warner to uh, seeing all of the different changes now and now the independent labels and people actually putting out stuff just on the Internet. You talked about independent record labels. You have your own label. You have a new song, Freedom. We'll talk more about that in just a second. But since you went there, let's talk about your own record label because you now have your own record label. What is it like to record under your record label, Regina Bell? Uh, Expensive. (laughs) 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 Not, you know, not allowing somebody else to foot the bill. But then, you know, uh, the beauty of that is that everything that you put out, you know, in the event that you have success, that, you know, all of those proceeds come back to you. So, um, you know, that's that's a beauty. And then having the opportunity to, I guess, know yourself and judge yourself and um, not have to fall under the sometimes guise of someone else trying to remake you or, um, you know, yeah, remake you and, and, and put something else in you that doesn't necessarily exist but trying to recreate something. Um, having full you know, autonomy to do what it is you want to do it, 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 there's a beauty in that if, if you know what to do. And I think having been in the industry for 33 years, I think I kind of know what to do at this point. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, it's a wonderful thing to be able to, you know, create those things that you see in your mind and not be hindered by someone else trying to inject something. Um, but I think also um, uh, I, I think having a sounding board and I didn't lose that doing it myself. So I have a sounding board that I kind of go to in my uh, co-writing partner, um, Chris Walker. I go to him and say, hey, you know, what do you think about that? How does that sound? You think we should do it over? Blah, blah, blah. And so I think um, I I, I like it. I I do like the independence. Uh, um, I, I would be lying to say I didn't miss the record company days and having a team of people working to do X, Y, and Z and not having to actually foot the work, all of the work yourself. Um, but it is a new, uh, it's a new era. It's a new age. So I, I welcome it and embrace it. All right. So just in time for Election Day, which is a couple of days away, you are promoting the importance of voting through your new single, Freedom. Tell us about this this song that you wrote with Chris Walker, which we I know Chris Walker from the work that he did is Take Time. I, I remember he was actually here yes. at the station promoting that song way back in the day. He was. But I know you guys, I know him back then, knew that you guys wrote together and things like that. But let's talk about this new song. Um, Freedom is, uh, it's a culmination of, you know, looking at where we are today and then actually going back through history to see where we've come from. Um, And so when I look back at my ancestors, I was writing that from my own experience Um, and looking back at my ancestors and what they had to go through just to vote. um, It was a hard time for an African-American in the 50s and 40s and actually probably since our inception and being here um, in America. Um, But especially, you know, when it came to voting because of all of the, you know, things that were put on us, you know, uh, like having to guess a number of, the number of bubbles in a bar of soap or, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, having to recite the entire Constitution to be able to vote, to just cast your ballot, to just be heard. Um, And so... Um, I think it's important for everyone to vote. I think it's especially important for African-Americans to vote because of all of the sacrifices and the lives lost just for us to have this precious and uh, almost sacred 
uh, right. Mm. So the, and the song basically it voices that it voices that opinion. You know, when we start talking about all of the struggles that we have gone through down through the generations, and to now come to this point and to say that I don't vote because my vote doesn't matter, it's really a slap in the face to our ancestors that did so much for us to be able to, and 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 giving us the freedom. That's the point: the freedom to be able to do this thing okay. and so many other things. So on the song Freedom, you collaborated with Ianla Van Zant. She does this spoken word piece. How did that collaboration come about? Is that amazing? Yeah. You know what? The song was actually done. And we had a show together at Carnegie Hall. Um, we, uh, we did a presentation to um, the maestro Richard Smallwood um, on his song Angels Watching Over Me. And she did the spoken word part, and I, I sang the song. And so it was amazing because, you know, I had never even imagined that song sounding like that. But when we did it together, it was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And so we shared a dressing room and I let her hear the song and she loved it. And, um, uh, you know, said she would she would love to be a part of it. And so, you know, you never really take people serious like, <laughs> you know, Iyama Van Zandt, Dr. Iyama Van Zandt. So, you know, when she actually said, hey, I'm shooting uh, my show in Atlanta. I would love to come in. And so I set up the studio work, and bam, she did it. And, you know, it's one of those things where you had finished the product but didn't know you actually needed this voice to make this make a difference. Mm -hmm. And so having her on there alongside with my bishop, uh, Kenneth Paramore, you can hear him towards the end with that uh, wonderful voice. Uh, I just I just really love what we came up with at, at the end of the day. And again, in case you're just tuning in, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. More information about the show can always be found on our Facebook page. Visit and like us at Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. On the phone with me now is singer-songwriter Regina Bell. You know her from her Grammy Award-winning song, A Whole New World, from the Aladdin soundtrack. For more information on Regina Bell, you can visit our Facebook page as well. Now, Regina, you work a lot with AARP. Why does that organization hold such a special place in your heart? Well, it holds a special place in my heart now because I'm over 50. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But more importantly, because, um, you know, I started working with them before I actually turned 50. And I did not know um, years later that I would need uh, the help of the very place that, you know, employed me to do to go around the country and talk about this thing called caregiving um uh my brother um got a massive he uh, ended up with a massive stroke about five years ago and contracted pneumonia in the result in 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 the midst of that um so he had to end up with uh, um he ended up with a feeding tube and a tracheotomy and so with that um he, you know, I, I needed to be the person kind of watching over him because prior to that, his son was doing a fantabulous job, but his son is 25 and I mean, and he has a life and he was in school and it was too much. And so, um, my, my mother, my father, and myself decided that he would come here and, um, we've been taking care of him ever since. So we've had him here in a facility, um, called uh, Signature Healthcare, and shout out to them for doing such a wonderful job. Um, he's been there for the last four years, and we've been going back and forth prior to COVID to, you know, kind of assist and do whatever it is that we can. 
Um, and AARP provided a lot of resource material to help me with understanding how I proceed, not just from the standpoint of putting him in a facility, but also taking care of his finances, also taking, um, uh, being able to speak with his doctors and his nurses and really having uh, a, a schedule of how I handle this so that I'm not consumed and overwhelmed. And, you know, so, you know, here in Atlanta, having brought him here, um, you know, at first it was just I wanted to scream because I couldn't believe that I was I, had, I was going to have to take on this responsibility. But AARP has been fantabulous in preparing me. I mean, I knew more than I actually knew that I knew by the time it came time to do the job. So uh, hats off to them. Uh, and then uh, years later I ended up having to be caregiver to my mother and father, my father especially, who I lost in March to stage four lung cancer that spread to his brain. So, you know, it's been a difficult journey, but I I thank God that I had the knowledge, I had the wherewithal, I had the resources with AARP, um, and I was ready. You know, I was ready to handle, you know, his last will and testament. I was ready to handle his, um, my dad's estate. You know, I'm ready to take care of my 82-year-old mom because I know what it entails. And so AARP has more than prepared me for the job. So I'm, you know, I'm thankful that I, I I had the job before I actually had to take over the job of caregiving. So I'm really, really indebted to them. All right. I know you're running out of time here in a minute here, but I want to ask you a few, a couple more questions. Um, what advice would you sure. give to um, caregivers? Um, you you talked, you just talked about it, but for those that are going through it now, what advice, um, solid advice, would you have for them, Regina Bell? Well, the great thing about my situation is that I've been on both sides of the spectrum. So in 2009, I was diagnosed with a brain tumor. So Mm. my niece flew in from New York, left her job and flew in from New York to help get my family regulated to take care of me. So now that is a message in itself. Mm. I have five children. Mm. You cannot assume just because the people that are at home uh, are going to be the ones to take care of you. So People say, well, you know, you have a husband, you have five kids. Well, you know, they were so devastated mm. and had not been in that position to care for an individual. It just kind of overwhelmed them, and they panicked. And so she came and pretty much got the house in order to help us, you know, be able to regulate who does what job well. Mm. And so that was the village. Okay, fast forward. Now I'm, well, I have to kind of do that with my parents. So now I have to incorporate my village to understand that I cannot do this job alone. So I incorporated the church. Um, I, I let the doctors know that, you know, I have other people that will be, you know, transporting my parents back and forth to the doctor. I, um, uh, uh, sometimes I, I knew I had to take a break. So I had to, you know, leave the house, go and to a parking lot in my car and just scream and then come mm. home and be okay again. Mm. <laughs> so to all the caregivers out there, understand that you are not an island because guess what? If you go down, the whole ship goes down. So you mm. have to understand that, you know, while you're investing in someone else, you have to allow somebody else to invest in you and build up all those things in your institution that's being taken away in the job that you're providing. And in case you're just tuning in, we're speaking to singer-songwriter Regina Bell. 
Now, Regina, you've been married to former NBA baller John Battle for 27 years. In this crazy world of show business with music, touring, raising a family, how have you two managed to keep it all together and to make the marriage work? We make it up as we go. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there is <laughs> no Dr. Spock for this. Um, uh, I, hey, the best thing I can tell you is that John and I were best friends for nine years before we ever dated. So mm. that might be a help to those in the thinking about the marriage world or those that are in the marriage world. You have to be friends. You have to like each other on another level um, outside of I'm so in love and I can't live without you. There's got to be some friendship in there because friendship keeps the respect back. All right. Very quickly, let's do some more music stuff. I'm going to um, very quickly go over some things. You just tell me the first thing that comes to your mind um, about music and some of your songs, okay? Oh, God. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> your favorite song to perform live? Uh, if I could. If I could. Okay. Your most vocally demanding song on your set list? Make It Like It Was. Oh, okay. Um, your dream collaboration? Stevie Wonder. Ooh, Yeah. A genre of music that we might be surprised that Regina Bell listens to. Country. (laughs) (laughs) There's a song in the country that says, if you're going through hell, keep on going. Uh, Because you, before, in other words, before you recognize that you're in hell, you'll probably be out of it. (laughs) I don't know the name of the song, but yes, I love country because I love the messages that are in there. All right. So coming up later this month, I understand that you will be in concert. Is there a way that we can catch the performance or, or what? What's- yes, you can. You can go to aarp.org slash Atlanta. It is a free concert, but you have to register. Um, it is going to um, be November 19th. It is a couch concert. So um, <laughs> it's uh, uh, AARP has this um, series of couch concerts, and it, uh, it started with uh, Avery Sunshine. And um, she was amazing. So I want all of you to register, come and hang out with me. It's going to be a great day. We're going to, especially the caregivers, I want you to come on because this is your opportunity to have a moment to sit on the couch, kick your feet up, and not have to do anything. And for COVID, you know, because of where we are right now, um, you know, we're doing it virtually, but it's going to be a live band concert. So that's going to be the coup de grace right there. I'm going to have my entire band. Um, and we're going to do it safely, um, but you're going to be able to have a live concert online at aarp.org slash Atlanta. So shout out to uh, AARP for giving me an opportunity to do what I do. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a huge Regina Bell fan. My favorite song is After the Love Has Lost Its Shine, and I understand that there's a story behind that song. Yeah, really quickly, my, um, my grandparents, before they passed away, were married for 61 years. And before my grandfather passed away, which he passed away first, um, uh, I was there one one evening uh, stopping by through there um, off the road just to see how he was doing. He had um, bone cancer. And so I was just coming by to see how he was doing. And um, he said he wanted some fried fish. So my grandmother went downstairs, fried the fish, brought it back upstairs. And when she put the tray down, he smacked her on the butt. And I'm like... Oh, God. So this kind of, you know, this kind of relationship that they had was such a huge um, thing. And it let me know that it wasn't necessarily um, it wasn't necessarily a, um, 
a relationship or, or a cohabitation, I should say. It was they really, really loved each other. I mean, really, really was in love with each other after all these years. So after the love, I dedicated to them because of the love that they've shown down through the years, and they weren't just talking about it, but they were actually being about it. So, uh, And I come from a long line uh, of, of uh, marriage when it comes to family because my parents were married almost 62 years before my father passed away. So I have a lot of, uh, you know, uh, examples mm. to help me with that. So After the Love is Lost to Shine actually is one of my favorite songs, too, because mm. of what it says, that I, when, when, when the glitter's all gone, that I'll still be in love with you because of everything that we have gone through and everything that we, you know, we fit together. We make sense. Mm. All right. Well, I thank you so much for spending so much time with me. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. I can knock something off my bucket list. I have interviewed Regina Bell. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. And thank you for being a fan. That means the world to me. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. We've been speaking to singer-songwriter Regina Bell. You can find out more about her new single, Freedom, by visiting YouTube, or you can visit our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now, like us there now, and we'll have more information, and we'll have a link as well. We'll also have a link to register for Regina Bell's Couch Concert, which is coming up on November 19th on our Facebook page as well. Well, that's it for this edition of Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. Until next week. Be encouraged. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.